2: Just like that, the second hour is here. Glad you're with us for OutKick 360 on this Thursday edition. Armando Salguero will be with us with the NFL headlines, including Aaron Rodgers and the Jets and what's to come there based on the meeting yesterday in California. That's in 20 minutes from right now. Chad, we've got the SEC tournament in full swing. Plenty of other conferences underway. Teams on the bubble, at least we think so, based on what the committee is is taking a look at. Davey Hudson is uh, checking out the scoreboard. Davey, give us the very latest of what's happening right now between Ole Miss and Tennessee.
3: Yeah, certainly, guys. So, Ole Miss, Tennessee, uh, we just hit the under fours, to 11-10. But the bigger games of note, we were talking about Mississippi State versus Florida early on. Mississippi State holds on to win that one 69-68. to 68. That's going to help them as they've – they looked as though they were going to be solidly in the tournament, but this one definitely solidifies that. But the big game of note that happened earlier today in the Big Ten, Rutgers – beats Michigan 62-50. to Michigan was one of those teams kind of looking to make one of the last four. They are done. in Rutgers, guys, as you all talked about yesterday, having that conversation, does the Ohio State foot-on-the-line game actually have an impact? Well, it looks like getting this one today, they are more than likely in unless we have somebody coming in still. And one more upset of note that happened. Iowa State takes down number 10, Baylor, so they'll advance and play the winner of Kansas and West Virginia. That game currently underway. Kansas leading... um, trying to pull up the latest on that one uh 29 to 21
2: davy thank you we'll be checking in on the scores throughout chad i just don't know how much these tournaments matter i i realize if you win your tournament you're in there's an automatic bid there but making a run and how you finish versus what you did to start and then you finish slow i i don't know how you gauge that because i feel like there are Team to team, you can make any argument you want to this time of year.
0: Well, supposedly last 10 no no longer matters. You know, that was a metric they looked at. What are you in your last 10? That doesn't matter. So in terms of hot or not should not matter. It's just total body of work. Um, I think where it matters is if you're one of those teams that's like Lenardi's last four in, first four out, next four out, if you lose a game against a team that's not going to be in the tournament early in your conference tournament, it's going to knock you out. I don't know that anything happens today to guarantee a team in. Rutgers certainly helped. Michigan, that Davey mentioned on the flip side, probably out, right? So I think you could lose your way out of the tournament. I don't know that anyone's winning their way totally in right now. So Lenardi. Maybe
2: Mississippi State did, maybe. But I don't know that you can say that about anyone for sure. Lenardi's last four in updated a couple of minutes ago. Penn State, Rutgers, Oklahoma State, Utah State. His last four. First four out. Arizona State, Nevada, North Carolina, and Wisconsin. And Vandy's not even in the next four at this point for him. But yeah, v- and, and, Vandy here in the SEC tournament is a storyline based on what they've done since the first of February.
0: If Vandy beats LSU tonight, they may, depending on who wins or loses, you know, today, they may miraculously be in the next four out, you know, after that. If they beat Kentucky tomorrow, they're yeah. definitely going to be in that conversation for Lenardi. So. The Mountain West is the X factor. Utah State, Nevada, two teams you mentioned there. Mm-hmm. That's a three or four bid league. That's one to watch in terms of
2: uh, bid thieves out there for Power Five conference teams. Chad, Tiger Woods, we know his uh, marriage issues earlier in his, his career. He overcame that. Then he has the car accident. He's back. He's got the girlfriend issue now where his ex-girlfriend is suing him, Erica Herman is her name, suing him for $30 million as a lawsuit, claiming she was tricked last October into leaving Tiger's home, his mansion, I shouldn't even say home, his mansion in Jupiter, Florida, and that he refused to let her back in the home. And the details here, you can find at outkick.com, says that Tiger's handlers, there was a non-disclosure agreement signed, by the way, told her to pack a suitcase for a short vacation, and when she arrived at the airport, they told her she had been locked out of her residence in violation of the oral tenancy agreement in violation of Florida law, according to her legal team here. Further claims that Tiger picked up the tab for a hotel room and certain expenses, but that lasted a short period of time. Her belongings were yanked out of the mansion, $40,000 of her money allegedly missing. Erica says that Tiger's handlers made uh, defamatory allegations about how she obtained said money and that her and Tiger had an oral agreement stating that she could live at the Tiger Mansion for 11 years. There were still five years remaining on that agreement. Because of those five years, she will not be allowed to live there because team says she's due $30 million in compensation. She further claims she performed valuable services in exchange for living at that house rent-free. Amazing. I'm fascinated with the... Um you know, like the old
0: uh, possession is nine-tenths of the law thing or whatever, which I don't know if that's even true or not. Um, but <laughs> oral agreement about living again, in a house? again Like, if you're not on the mortgage or you're not on the deed... Exactly. ...then you're a guest. If you're not allowed, you're not allowed. Again, I, her attorneys are arguing something that does exist in Florida, I guess, because they're, they're citing a law or some restriction that is understood in this lawsuit. So no, but the, the I don't word, know the
2: Florida statutes in this. I'm reading the wording, though. It says she could live at the residence for 11 years, not would live at the residence for 11 years. If you're
0: not on the mortgage <laughs> or the deed, you are a guest in the house. $30 million. Yes. And she has 40000 in cash? There? My children are just guests at my house. They're not on the deed. They're not paying the mortgage. If I lock also, them out, they're out.
2: Let, let's just, I'm kidding, of course let's be but real if you're here, just
0: if you're a, a girlfriend or boyfriend living in someone else's residence, I just assume that that person that owned the
2: home could kick you out and you'd have to go find another living arrangement. Let, let's also just be honest here with all of the, the listeners. everyone has thought about this because no one that I know has an NDA. I don't think if they do, I don't know about it. Can you, to me, it would be extremely awkward. We
0: have a non-disparagement agreement,
2: but, yeah, not, but a, not a non-disclosure right. agreement. I don't know how to have a- signed one of those. How do you approach the girl and say, hey, I need you to sign this? At what level do you... Tiger do Woods you, level? Well, Tiger Woods level, but I think there are people even prior to Tiger Woods level that are having this signed. How do you approach her and say, hey, I need this non-disclosure agreement signed? And then she actually follows through. And then at that, at that if if a girl signed that with me, I'd be like, "Eh, it's not it's not worth it. This is not the And if you have to get that done, it's not I understand where they would come from too on that if I asked that question. Didn't this
0: woman work for his team or something at some point? Wasn't she like oh, associated I, with him? workwise? Well, I'm trying to think about the, the genesis of the relationship and when it began. But I think you just have to honestly say, look, you know my backstory, right? Right. You know where things went sideways. Um, my lawyers, my agents, I'm interested in a relationship with you, but to go forward, you need to sign this. I mean, I think you just got to be very clinical and legal about it and say, I want to date you. But you're going to have to sign this before we do so. It's first off, I mean, very, very smart of his legal representation is, yes, to do this.
2: But this is way different than walking into, you know, the rumors were the uh, the Aesop fable is that you walk into Derek Jeter's residence and you sign an NDA, you turn your phone in, and on the way out you get a gift pass. Yeah, it would it would be it's way different than that.
0: It's it's worse than a prenup even. Yeah, where it's like what's yours is yours, what's mine is mine, because it's a if you're if you're presented with an NDA. <laughs> Your first thought is, "What the hell am I getting myself into? Exactly.
2: What's behind this curtain?
0: Right. Is this (laughs) Fifty Shades of Tiger Woods gray behind me?
2: That's what I mean. Am I going to be beaten?
0: Like, what's going to happen here? What what is? What's next for our relationship? To
2: get to that level, you have to have someone else ask on your behalf, right? That's the level. Probably. There's no way I think. I think that's.
0: I think you're more than likely right with Tiger Woods that he had one of his his many representatives yes. present this to her. I, I just, I think if you're in a relationship and that's probably the worst way to go about it, I think he would need to be the one to do it. Like she's getting served, you know, at her apartment. <laughs> and it's like, hey, I'm one of Tiger's 18 lawyers. I need you right. to sign this NDA. I think it'd be better probably if he brought it up to her. But I mean,
2: never had to ask anyone to sign an NDA. So what do I know? Same. Never will probably. You know, we're not Tiger. That's the hope. But again, like I, I wonder what level. I think we would be surprised at what level NBA player, what level NFL player has the non-disclosure agreement available. I think we'd be shocked. Well, I think every, I bet there's a practice squad player that has one.
0: Oh yeah, I think everyone who probably makes over a million dollars a year would be eligible for NDA. presentation eligible but willing that's the difference like well, would you be willing to present the nda depends on knowing you don't even play depends on the girl right i mean i think no. many would be like get out of <laughs> here i'm not signing this and a lot are like i'd love to date this practice squad player maybe so, so
2: i'll do whatever it takes maybe so very eager you know there's many that are very eager that want to sign that nda old miss leads tennessee by two it's 21 19 with 10 minutes remaining in first half we'll keep you updated on that score from the sec tournament Chad, um, you've got John Rom from the PGA Tour saying players should be, quote, thankful for Live Golf pushing the Tour into making changes. The PGA Tour says that these were all coming anyway. No. No, no, no. The Live Tour has pushed this forward. This can be the, the light at the end of the tunnel for the Golf Association that Mickelson was saying he could not even use the clips of his own highlights from his career Whenever they're doing the match on TNT, he's having to pay the PGA for his own highlights. Those things are changing down the road, and they're getting more money now in the the win and you know uh, making the cut purse. There are even some some events coming up where there will not be a cut. I wonder where they got that idea from. Yeah, because if you don't make the cut, you're not getting paid. And if everyone makes the cut, you're getting something for showing up and participating in the tournament. Rom's right. There's a lot of criticism about the Live Tour. Think whatever you want about it, but it has enacted change on behalf of every professional golfer there with the PGA.
0: Well, some are claiming that the Live Tour had nothing to do with the no-cut tournaments, and others are saying, no, it absolutely has a lot to do with the the no-cut tournament. What's going on with that? Um, Yeah, I mean, competition is going to make everyone stronger if you're an employee of those businesses, right? If if there's competition for your services, it's going to help things. This is part of what Phil Mickelson was saying. You're right. This could help all of golf based on some of the limitations of the PGA Tour if they open up about some things that could make it better for the players. It's going to improve the players' earnings. It's going to improve their experience, their ownership over their own rights, everything else. And uh, I think with that, he's right. I mean, there's no other way around it. When you look at it, I think the Live Tour will ultimately help PGA Tour professionals that stayed on board – to get more things for them that they would otherwise wouldn't have.
2: Jordan Spieth says, quote, I would be lying if I said that we would have gone through this without Liv. Discussing specifically no cuts and higher and increased purses for, for wins and placement. Quote, but at the same time, we haven't mentioned them in any of our discussions on what we think is best for the tour. I think- what, what they do know and what the tour knows is why players are leaving or the live tour and what they're saying publicly so you can take both into account
0: i think that the the vitriol around players who left has cooled from pga players right there was a lot yeah, of the anger beginning definitely the tone has changed leveled. i mean you still got scotty scheffler with his master's dinner invite you know saying uh live players meet at the 18th hole 18th green or whatever yeah. at a certain time A happy gilmore reference it was a joke, you know, type right. deal. But I, I do think
2: overall there's not as much anger towards the, the live guys. Well, and it's hard to have that whenever you know, okay, the major tournaments are going to allow it. And at some point, I think whenever you see the, the overall, you know, the cut list and who's participating, who's not, at some point there's going to be a merger. Right? There's going to be some type of agreement. I don't, I don't know why the PJ best, would merge. The best players in the world are going to continue to participate. I don't know. Well, here's why. Because the major tournaments are going to want the best players to participate. They're telling us that because they're allowing the live tour players to participate now. But you have to have so many points to qualify for certain majors. So how do you get your points on the tour? Sanctioned events. So that's where the merger comes in. And that's why I think we'll eventually get there. You want certain players there for your weekend. And the main sponsors that are on board or the main sponsors that are members at certain clubs in Augusta, they're going to want the top players there. It feels like we're done with the, the
0: exodus of players going to live other than yeah. the random guy like a brooks kepka who we saw in the full swing documentary yes. is just lost all confidence in their bodies you know but had injury issues I'm, I'm intrigued feels like so. they're not the top of their game and they're, those are the ones thinking i got to get out because i'm not making enough cuts yeah. and i'm not making much money here and i'm getting guaranteed money over here if there's some big names that fall into that part of their career where they're battling injury or confidence or whatever they may get a couple more of those guys yeah. But I think for the most part, you know, John Rom, Rory McIlroy, Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas, Colin Morikawa, like go down the list You're of right. the biggest name guys. They're
2: not leaving. The guys who stayed and were public about it are going to stay. Yeah. But they're also benefiting from the guys who left. You know what the live tour could become if it, you know, survives
0: and it keeps going for a while? It could become the old, the seniors tour Quicker. You could get like the biggest names sooner. in golf at 42 as opposed to 52 or whatever to go there when they're on the downside yeah. of their career that are huge names that have, have won majors and say, I'll go take guaranteed money over here The difference because I'm probably not going to win a major or Tiger, win
2: many tournaments. Tiger reportedly turned down $700 million guaranteed. Yeah. That was the rare case of someone just saying, I got enough money. And so what I'm watching for with Kepka now. It's not often that happens. Kepka, if you watch the full swing doc on Netflix, episode two, you can see the mental turmoil he's in. just trying to win, make a cut. And now that he's winning in live, reports are, from Shipnick, who's got the book coming out following this saga, that he wants back in. Well, he reports at the time he took a $100 million signing bonus. And now we find out how locked in he is to that. If, in fact, he wants back into the PGA Tour. That's yeah, the that's, next saga. Is the guys that left, can they get back in? Because the PGA left them back in. That's a huge win for them. If, if you have the guys come back. If you have Kepka who left, come back. That's a massive win for the Tour. The PGA should absolutely let these guys come back. Right. If they want to come back.
0: How on earth do you tell the Saudis? I don't know. That's uh, the I'm next out. saga
2: though. If I mean inf- I, and Kepka's first up apparently.
0: Well, if you pay someone that much money like you know, you know it's not working out, I'm going to leave. No? I mean, what are they going I mean, they're not going to let
2: him leave. It sounds like he left because he wanted to win cuz he couldn't he didn't feel like mentally he was there. Well, he wanted to win. He wanted to feel it like he was back in full swing. And he wanted swing. to make the
0: the guaranteed Pardon money. The yeah, yeah right. cuz he
2: felt like I'm not what I need to be to make a lot of money, make the money that I want. Yeah. And, and now that he's won a, li- a little and he's playing better, he wants back in with the best, you know, the best competition in the world, which he craves. But that's what he was doing in 2017 through 2019, and that run that he went on. Coming up, Armando Salguero joins us. What's the latest with Aaron Rodgers and the Jets? Plus, Matthew Stafford and the Rams. Report this morning that the Rams have recently come out and, and said is not true, is that Matthew Stafford is on the trading block. That the Rams are calling other teams. We'll ask Armando Salguero about that next in Outkick 360.
3: You ready?
1: Showtime on May 3rd. Summer starts with the Fall Guy.
3: Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes.
2: On hand with us each and every day. Chad, they've got the TV set up for us. We can watch the conference tournaments here in studio. Yep. March Madness is here. We've got scoreboard updates throughout the next, what, three, four weeks. They are providers.
0: Ahead. They're providers. That's right. They provided us with a chance to watch these games. They, they provide. They do a Armando great job. Armando
2: Salguero about to join us first, though. Davy Hudson with the latest scoreboard update. Tie game at Bridgestone Arena in Nashville.
3: Uh, that one... Gonna be hundred percent honest with you. I don't even oh there we go. It's yeah, 31 Sorry, I'm they just I'm, scored. I'm I'm amazed with the ACC right now. I know Miami held on. They beat Wake Forest earlier today, 74 to 72. But right now, still six minutes left in the game. Duke is beating Pitt ninety to fifty six.
2: Six minutes left, Chad. Ninety tough, points. Tough end of the season for old Pitt. You were telling me the score for Tennessee Gonzaga earlier this season was ninety nine to eighty. Yeah. It was in a it was in a preseason game. Yeah, but but it was on pay-per-view. Tennessee currently tied with Ole Miss 31-31 with four minutes left in the first half. Armando Salguero joins us. We are on Aaron Rodgers' watch at Outkick.com. And when I say that, that means Armando Salguero is on Aaron Rodgers' watch. Armando, good to see you.
4: I have a bone to pick with Davey Hudson. Go ahead. Uh, Serious, serious, serious bone. Yep. Uh, you know, I am a University of Miami alumnus. And um, although I didn't watch the game today, I'm quite certain that Miami's victory over Wake Forest was a 74 to 72 route. It was (laughs) a destruction of Wake Forest, a stomping of Wake Forest. And I really take it personally that he didn't portray it that way. It was
0: the most dominant two point win we've seen in basketball history. Is what I is that's what I've that's what the people in the streets are saying about that game,
2: Armando. I, I do want to apologize, a wood Armando. Woodshed whipping. Yeah. Yes. Yes, a
4: woodshed <laughs>
3: whipping, Hudson. Woodshed <laughs> whipping.
2: I love how he's like, I'm a Miami alumnus, but I didn't watch the game. But if I did, this would no, have been a whip. I
3: was afraid you had actually taped it and were trying to avoid getting the score and we like <laughs> going to go back. And I was like, well, I just ruined that for Armando. Spoiler
2: alert. Armando Salguero with us, Outkick.com. Does Aaron Rodgers want to play this upcoming season? That's the big question, right?
4: That is the number one question, and there is no number two. Because number two would be, and where would he play? And we've already got that answer. The answer would be the New York Jets. The first question is the one that Aaron Rodgers, his family, his agent, his his advisors are working through. And uh, the New York Jets are trying or tried to, to convince them to come to the right answer as far as they're concerned.
2: How does that impact Green Bay and what they do moving forward? How soon do they need to know this answer?
4: Yeah, so the Green Bay Packers would love to know uh, by the start of the league year on March 15th, they have to be in salary cap compliance by then. And to have Aaron Rodgers on your roster at that point is a significant problem for the Green Bay Packers. They need or would need to make an adjustment to his salary by then, to his contract and definitely so if he's going to be traded. Yeah. And so um yeah, we've got this this will be over by next Wednesday.
2: Okay. And and knowing that from what you can tell and what you've reported, how have things gone with the meeting with Johnson and Rogers, the owner for the Jets? And also reports that the the Packers want a first round pick in return and then a future pick if he plays in 2024.
4: All right, so let's take that in reverse order. The Packers would love a first-round pick in return, and they're probably not going to get it. It's going to be conditional. All these things are going to be conditional because Aaron Rodgers is more than likely a one-year rental, right? Yeah. and It's been that um, way for Green great y-
0: Year to year for sure, right? Absolutely. It, yeah, you can't think of it as two years.
4: So who gives up a, a first round draft pick for for a quarterback for one season? That's that if the Jets do that, that's that, you know, wow. That's desperation at its height. Yeah. <laughs> uh and that is you're just trying to save your job at all <laughs> costs. And I need one playoff game to do that for me. Get me there, Aaron Rodgers. So that report, you know, there's nuance there. I doubt that that's where it ends up hard and fast. Now, uh, as far as, what was your other question? With I don't Woody Johnson,
2: Woody Johnson flew to California and met with Rogers. Yeah. He flies back, but uh, the reports were he was very happy. We certainly don't know how Rogers felt about things.
4: Yeah, I don't know what was said in that meeting. I know that, Uh, ESPN has reported that they were optimistic about what happened and what could happen next what else is going to be said out of the New York Jets building Uh, they're not going to say oh my god we met and the guy's a freak and he was sitting in darkness and you know (laughs) we tried to light a candle and he blew it out and so we sat there all you know they're not going to it's not going to be like that it's we're optimistic, and we'll see what happens.
2: Armando Salguero with us on Outkick 360. I, the last couple of days, I've been discussing the Lamar Jackson contract and the non-exclusive franchise tag. And while, look, I, I hear everyone across the country, uh, reporters uh, you know, that are at the top of the uh, front of the table, just like you, Armando, saying, hey, this is not collusion. Well, it's not collusion on, on, in regards to the $250 million guaranteed that Deshaun Watson received. Owners are allowed to say we don't like that contract. I'm just surprised at the amount of teams that don't have the guy at quarterback that are saying, we're not interested. And when they say that, that doesn't mean they're not interested in the fully guaranteed money. They're not interested in even picking up the phone and negotiating with him to see what it would take to get him there and give up two first-round picks. To me that's not that steep of a price for him based on what Atlanta or Miami or Washington would have to say with what they're doing this upcoming season. What do do you say about the idea that the teams are just not saying we're in, we'd like to talk to him?
4: Well, first of all, uh, there is this, this term in in the NFL that all teams use all the time. And it always means this right now, right now
0: right and so
4: exactly and stuff changes five minutes from now because the nfl is fluid so look i get it when certain teams are saying they're not interested of course the new england patriots are not interested right of course the miami dolphins are not interested they are going forward with what they know okay and the fact of the matter is that Lamar Jackson, even at, well, at his height, it was great, but he's not been at his height in in a couple of years now. This is a situation where a player who is representing himself and is clearly dug in believes he deserves full guarantees despite the fact that he cannot fully guarantee one even being Uh, in in the lineup in December and January when his team needs him the most to make a playoff run because the last two years, he's missed games in December Mm -hmm. and January when the Baltimore Ravens needed exactly that. So that's problem number one. The idea that Lamar Jackson deserves a fully guaranteed contract it just it it really is kind of mind blowing given his durability concerns that's number 1 number 2 the idea that owners would come together all 31 of them minus the ravens and decide to give the ravens a pass uh competitively salary cap relief by not being interested in lamar jackson together in agreement that's just nuts. If this was Patrick Mahomes, trust me, people would be interested. If it was Joe Burrow, people would be interested. Lamar Jackson, I believe he's one in three in the playoffs.
2: Right, but so, if I may, Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes don't get to this point. You don't have the option to bid on that those quarterbacks. The Ravens just allowed this to happen. So, I mean, if I've got Carson Wentz like last year or, you know, Sam Howell if I'm Washington. You're telling me the Commanders aren't interested in Lamar Jackson over Sam Howell right now?
4: I don't buy that. Right. Well, they can't be interested right now anyway. They can't even talk to Lamar Jackson. In fact, they can't talk to Lamar Jackson until next Wednesday. So, right now, there's nobody interested. Uh it's tampering for any, Lamar Jackson is not a free agent. He is a franchise tag player, and there can be no uh, no communication with him until the start of the league year.
2: This is, this is to me, guys, and I mentioned this to Chad, this is to me when he needs an agent, this moment, because we're only hearing from one side of the reporting uh, of this and the sources. No one's talking to Lamar, at least to my knowledge, because I – nothing's been leaked on his end that I can tell from last August until now
4: and oh by the way Jonathan just to be clear it's not the Baltimore Ravens who allowed to do this the Baltimore Ravens from my understanding offered him a contract that went over 50 million dollars a year
2: mm-hmm.
4: on 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 a you know annual right. average yes which would make him the highest paid quarterback or close to it depending on hundreds of thousands of dollars compared to Aaron Rodgers. The problem is the guarantee. And so the Baltimore Ravens, you know, they're just not there. And I, I don't, the, the folks that used the Deshaun Watson interest last year, the folks that use that as an example or the russell wilson contract last year as a as proof that there is some sort of collusion you're really proving the opposite of what you're arguing because how did that work out last year for the denver broncos and the cleveland browns it's 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 not smart and so the ravens who are a pretty smart organization. They're not going there at this time.
0: Do you think, Armando, there is a surprise team that is very interested in Lamar Jackson that's not top of mind right now? I'll give you an example, the Tennessee Titans. Is there a surprise out there that maybe we'll be negotiating with him that really we're not thinking about at this moment?
4: Yeah, it's those, uh, you know, it's funny. It's the, like in life, Dangerous people are the quiet ones. Those are the folks you have to worry about. Not the ones that are, you know, doing this all the time. The ones chattering. that have anonymous
0: reports everywhere going through all, all yeah. through the media. It's the ones that's completely
4: dead silent. Those are the ones that the wolves that lay in wait. Those are the ones that are dangerous. And I would say this. Suppose the New York Jets fail to land Aaron Rodgers, suppose Aaron Rodgers retires. <laughs> um Yeah, the New York Jets. How's that for <laughs>
2: That's a, a good one? Armando Salguero with us. The New York Giants—they have Daniel Jones back under contract on an extension. They have Saquon Barkley on the franchise tag. What do you make of the what seemed like at the eleventh hour move right before the deadline? They tagged Saquon because they got a deal done with Daniel Jones.
4: Right, and that's the right move. Um, They did what they needed to do, and they believe that they are going to get a a multi-year deal done with Saquon Barkley this offseason. So he won't go to the season as a franchise-tagged player. Having said that, I felt that the Daniel Jones negotiation – kind of showed a little bit of desperation on the Giants part they didn't want to franchise Daniel Jones because you know they believe that that would have hamstrung them in their ability to fill in around Daniel Jones but they took that burden upon themselves you know those negotiations I I assume if if Daniel Jones was paying attention it should have included the fact that Daniel, If you don't agree to a certain, you know, lower amount, we cannot help you. You will not improve because you don't have more help around you and you may not see the end of this contract. And yet Daniel Jones is getting $40 million a year. Daniel Jones today is tied for the seventh highest paid quarterback on an annual average basis in the NFL. In the next two years, he gets eighty-two million dollars guaranteed, which is higher than forty million dollars a year. It's forty-one million dollars a year. Is Daniel Jones the seventh best quarterback in the NFL? No, he he's, threw fifteen touchdown passes. He's last just
2: year. next up. Ask Geno Smith, who's next up. That was going to be my question. Did that contract surprise you, Armando? Geno Smith.
0: Yeah. Uh,
4: you know. million a year for Geno Smith is a lot, feels a lot better to me.
2: Oh, 53. He gets 53 this year. 53 million in 2023. It's a lot. The
4: Geno Smith contract, yeah, as as a (laughs) bridge quarterback. The Geno Smith uh, contract is three years, $75 million, right? Right. Uh, And, you know, it they basically—he's from-
2: he, looking at if I'm him, I know I'm not seeing the next two years, right? Like, the Correct. money's up front. I'm franchised yeah. for fifty-three million, and Lamar is getting paid thirty-five. Like right. that's
4: well, well. Wait a second. Now go ahead. One of those guys threw thirty touchdown passes.
0: <laughs> that's true. <laughs> set, hey, a franchi- who- set a franchise record. Armando Geno Smith did this year.
4: <laughs> and I'm not saying Geno Smith is all that. By I know. Any means, I know. Yeah. But he was available. To the Seattle Seahawks <laughs> in December. Was he not? He was there. Hey, and and I, yeah, I,
2: he I discredited it. him before the season. I can't do it now. I'm not trying to rip on the guy, but when I saw the money that he's getting this year up front, that's crazy. Like that, that is a, I mean, they're paying the guy for reaching his ceiling.
4: That is fair. Uh, that is absolutely true. I would, let's do this. I would. The Baltimore Ravens today, right now, would give Lamar Jackson that same contract. But there's no way that Lamar Jackson would take that contract. And as we just discussed earlier, he's turned down deals and proposals that pay him over $50 million a year on average.
2: And now the Ravens have said, hey, you're turning it down. We're going to pay you less than the exclusive tag by $12 million this year. Unless you can get a better offer. And there, there's the intriguing part because with the non exclusive tag, what is it, 32, 33 million this upcoming season compared to 45?
4: 32.4 million, and history is on their side. Yeah. Because there's only one player who has ever gotten uh, a, an offer sheet while being a non exclusive uh, franchise player, and that was Sean Gilbert way back in 1998. And it hasn't happened since.
2: Is there a player who was not tagged that is the leading storyline next Wednesday on the 15th whenever free agency begins? Maybe Orlando Brown?
4: uh, Yeah, I mean, the Kansas City Chiefs, he believes that he's the best tackle in football. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) If you want to believe that, brother, you do what you need to do. The Kansas City Chiefs don't believe that. The Kansas City Chiefs now have a history of being able to replace anyone not named Patrick Mahomes and win and win big. They lost Tyreek Hill last year and went and won the Super Bowl. So there's that.
2: Fair enough. Final thing for you. Earlier today, reports were surfacing that Matthew Stafford was on the trade block uh, by the Rams. They've since less need to Come out and said, "Hey, that's not true. He's a he's a pillar of our organization, along with Aaron Donald and Cooper Cup. But they are trying to move. It sounds like Jalen Ramsey and Allen Robinson. Um, what would that command on the trade block right now as we head into the draft?
4: Right. So they want market value for Jalen Ramsey. They, they want two first round picks for Jalen Ramsey. Good luck." because it's not just giving up the picks it's giving up the picks and he's going to want to get paid again and he's already at 20 million dollars a year and so uh i don't know that's that's hard to that's a hard pill to swallow most teams don't want to swallow it which leads me back to lamar jackson by the way uh it's not just if you want in on lamar jackson it's not just paying him a, a ridiculous amount of money and guaranteeing all of it. It's also you just gave up two first round picks for him, and so now, what do you put? What team are you putting around him?
2: Yeah, that's fair. I just don't buy it from Atlanta. Atlanta was in on Deshaun Watson. They knew the price to trade for Watson if they wanted to sign him. They were one of two finalists before Cleveland got back in. And all of a sudden, they're not interested in Lamar well, Jackson. Well, they may have backed off because they found I, out cl- Cleveland's price. Well, Cleveland was <laughs> giving the 250 And they they gave up three first-round picks and then the second and the third for multiple years.
4: Right. They knew the price as far as what it would take to trade for them. Yeah. But clearly, they were not where the Cleveland Browns were exactly. on the contract. And that's why they didn't. One of the reasons well, they didn't
2: get picked. But that's why I don't buy the two first-round picks for Lamar Jackson, though, from Atlanta. To me, that's not a steep price compared to Deshaun Watson on the trade. I think they'd be willing to do that. I think it's the price
0: that he was going to get from Cleveland when he was deciding. That was the <laughs> that was the deal breaker for and everyone. Right else,
2: now, the best offer is one hundred million dollars less for Lamar Jackson and two first-round picks, and that's it.
4: Well, wait a second now, because. Last year before last year, mm-hmm. the last time we saw Deshaun Watson play football, didn't he throw like 32 touchdown passes in a year? Very good, yeah. Compared to like four interceptions or right. five. Yeah. Uh that
2: was in a season know, prior to when we last saw him play, Lamar Jackson was the unanimous MVP, not Deshaun Watson.
4: I I grant you that, but he has in fact played two years. And Watson after hasn't. That. He, and and Watson's played six games since then. That's my point. I'm sorry.
2: Watson's played yeah. six games since
4: then. Right. But what I'm saying Lamar is Lamar was eight and four our last season. You of the players, when Deshaun, Deshaun Watson last played before he got his contract, and Lamar Jackson last played as he's trying to get this contract, that Deshaun Watson guy looks better because he actually stepped on the field. Well,
0: the Browns are desperate. <laughs> I mean that's what that's what the league knows. They were desperate to do anything to get a top five. They saw a guy. I mean that's, I just it's the rest of the league. It's collusion. They're not going to do it. They've all made up their mind that that's going to be the outlier, and they're not going to make this a trend. That they're never going to prove it, Armando. But I just think every owner they it's a it's one mind. They share the same mind on this, other than Jimmy
2: Haslam.
4: Depending on the player. Does Joe Burrow get a fully guaranteed contract?
2: I don't. I don't think so. Not from Cincy.
0: I don't think anyone. Will, I think the other owners have gotten together and said, "We're not doing it." Well, the escrow. He's crazy. We're not doing it. And there's no live tour of the NFL where you can go get that guaranteed money. So you'll deal with us. Well, the
2: live tour. Our team. There's the seven or eight owners that can put the money aside in an escrow account for the fully guaranteed money. That's the, that's the live tour of the NFL. I, I think it's the one thing where, we'll talk about this in a bigger segment, it's the one area
0: where owners will sacrifice winning for money. For the greater good of we are in control, we begin to cede control to the players with fully guaranteed contracts for this many guys that are coming
2: up and they don't want to be the NBA or Major League Baseball. Armando, on social, we've got Jennifer saying Armando is great. We agree. Yes, Jennifer's Ar- right. Armando joins us each and every Thursday at this time. Thank you so much. We, we, we've we loved the coverage from, from Indy, and we'll be following Aaron Rodgers' watch at OutKick. Okay. There we go. <laughs> enjoy, Armando. enjoy the oasis of freedom down in Florida, Armando. Yes, yes. Our, Armando Salguero, our, our guest from OutKick.com. You can read his work there. Coming up, a scoreboard update. And then as we start our number three, we dive into many topics, including St. Peter's and not a winning streak, but the opposite. In reverse. The losing streak. In reverse. This is OutKick360. We head to Bridgestone Arena as we welcome you back across the Outkick Network. Trey Wallace covering the SEC tournament for Outkick.com. 46-35 the score. Just underway in the second half as Tennessee leads Ole Miss. Trey, what's the latest there and what's to come tonight?
1: Yeah, Tennessee finally uh, opens it up a little bit, Jonathan uh, and Chad. Uh, Nice crowd here at Bridgestone this afternoon. Uh, I think everybody's looking forward to the Auburn-Arkansas game tonight. I think that's going to be a A thriller. Uh, That's going to be a six o'clock tip off uh, here from Bridgestone Arena. Uh, Earlier game of the day, Mississippi State tried to give it away, uh, but they ended up taking it. They will play tomorrow. So it's uh, it's lining up. Tennessee starts to separate themselves a little bit, boys. And uh, we'll we'll see what comes tonight with Auburn, Arkansas. Then you got Vanderbilt Commodores looking to go on a run here. Right, right across the street from
2: Memorial, pretty much, down the road. We're jealous of your seat uh, courtside, Trey. We'll now you get to go back courtside, we'll Trey. We'll be looking so for enjoy. you. Yeah, we're looking for you.
1: Well, well back just, just so you know, Clay is also sitting behind me. So <laughs> somehow I got a better seat than he did. So I kind of rubbed that in just a little bit on the way out. But no, guys, we are we got you covered here. And I know you guys got it covered there. And uh, go to Outkick.com and follow all the work.
0: I'm shocked Clay's in the right. – I got a press pass and not in the
2: Lexus lounge. So that's – a A big win. He's so got goes, he's impressed. I don't, yeah. I don't
1: know how he got down, but yeah. he's down. So, it is what
2: it is. <laughs> Follow uh, Trey, and you can also check out outkick.com for the very latest from the conference tournaments in the SEC right here in Nashville. Trey, thank you, man. We'll check in soon. Yeah, I look forward to talking tomorrow. Thanks, guys. Yep, sounds great. Trey Wallace there. Auburn, Arkansas, who benefits more from the win? Seeding-wise, or does it even matter? This is my my thinking. I don't think it matters. Auburn probably benefits more. A seed better? They're looking at like a 10 or 11
0: right now. But so I maybe a nine? I, I don't know. I think Arkansas is more 8-9 seed right now. 8-9 okay. game? So they could be Seven.
2: play-in or not is what it could mean? Yeah, It's going to be a good game tonight, though. That is the best matchup of the day, I think. Headlines when we return, plus a full scoreboard update from across the country with College Hoops. Next on Kick 360.